Hello, I'm Reese, and you're listening to the Stranger Than Fan Fiction Podcast. This podcast contains adult themes and language, so if you're listening with your kids, probably don't do that. Otherwise, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Stranger Than Fan Fiction, we like the fanfics that you've written. Stranger Than Fan Fiction, we talk real good with lots of diction. I remember me having a great laugh about that. Remember when we super glued your hand to your hair? Wasn't that funny? <laughs> that was funny. Oh we my replaced- god, you came in with all those clumps coming out of your hand and you said, Oh, it hurts so much. Ah. <laughs> well, you were so started laughing so much that tears came to your eyes. <laughs> oh, so funny. Oh, so funny. Dumbledore expelled you for it. Oh. Hilarious. Oh my god. It's so good to see How are you. <laughs> it clearly worked out. What, what are you, you doing? doing? <laughs> Dark wizardry. Right on, that's so cool. What have I been doing, you ask? Well, I've been selling this fantastic line of Mary Kay products. I'd love to, if you're interested, you can make loads of money. I sell knives now. (laughs) Welcome, everybody, to the season one finale of Stranger Than Fan Fiction, where we celebrate the fans and the fiction by reading fiction from fans. I am Santa's lead tactical elf, Taha. I am the Norse god of lisps, Thor. I am interrupting Hunter. (laughs) I am interrupting Hunter after Hunter stopped speaking already. So never mind. Uh, Yeah, real great intro for our finale. We rehearsed this, everyone. Oh, yeah, you're right. This is the season finale that nobody knew was coming. I am intravenous drug injection, Reese Boatwright. There it is. <laughs> uh, now, what is that? You... Does that mean that it you it is injected on Venus? Does that is that what it means? Yes, I am entering Venus's atmosphere, Reese Boatwright. Very cool. Taha, you do you want to do you want to try a few more before can... we get into this? I am. I am canceling. Interrupting. Hunter I am still. the brand ambassador for Venus healthcare products. Or Venus skincare, whatever the fuck. Venus, you know those razors? <laughs> Taha, this episode us, is please. sponsored by Venus. Um, yeah, for those of you just joining us for the first time, I'm so sorry for that. And uh, uh, this is a improv comedy podcast where the four of us come together and we read some really delightful fan fiction and talk about it. Uh, incidentally, yes, this is our season finale. It, we weren't really expecting it to be uh, because... Until two episodes until ago. Until two episodes <laughs> ago. Um, yeah. But uh, this is going to lead to a little bit of a hiatus period where we're going to do some other really cool projects, which we could talk about right now. Um, I, just just for reflection purposes, guys, this, this will be our 22nd episode. Will it really? It will. Wow. And that's 22 hours of wow. and more of our bullshit. And wow. honestly, it feels like it's been way more because I can't, <laughs> can't believe we made it this far, honestly. Yeah. I I gave up long ago, yeah. but you they dragged me here forcibly. Yeah. We so, actually tied him to the back them. of the car and just let him <laughs> <laughs> Let them bounce along the road. Like, like the a, road. They have to thaw me out before every we episode. Also put, but it's okay. We put a just married sign on the back, too, so yeah. nobody thought anything of it. They're yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. those some cans? Oh, God, that's a guy! <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I... What's the... what's the, So the, the biggest project that we have, uh, the one that is definitely going to happen, the one that we've set in stone, the one that we've already announced publicly, is that we are going to do a 
uh, something that we are calling the cassette series, I believe, right? Uh, name pending, but yes. name pending. T- tentatively, we're calling it the cassette series until we think of something better, and uh, unless we think of something better, and it's going to be a set of uh, stories that are written by non, well, maybe published authors, maybe we're not sure, but we're going to pull them from fanfiction.net or Fiction Press, one of those sites that allows people to publish their stuff online. Um, they're going to be original stories made for children or that are at least friendly for children so that we can read them. It won't include the discussion portions. It's just going to be very quick and you can listen to it on the car while you're going to school, dropping your kids off, whatever. It's but basically not in the car, just on the on car. top of the yeah car. you can only listen to it while you're on the car mm-hmm. um but no you can you can listen to this with your kids basically we wanted to release something that's family friendly because yeah. our podcast is uh, as not you can always. tell <laughs> by our series of intros not family friendly family friendly yeah um <laughs> but we're really sincerely and uh, this is for you guys too like i'm kind of really excited about how much progress that we've made especially like these last couple of weeks we've been really ramping up our game in terms of trying to reach all of you listeners and beyond and making our content a little bit more uh inclusive by not uh not just you know pandering to our bullshit which we think is funny but really wanting to bring in people as well uh so we're excited for this ongoing project with the cassette series and then more stuff beyond you know we have a lot of things planned and once all of our chess pieces are in line we're going to be able to do some really cool shit crazy we're going to be able to take the king soon uh (laughs) who is the king of podcasts how do we take him down i think it's it's joe rogan (laughs) the joe rogan we're coming for you joe coming for joe uh i also wanted to just say to everybody who has reached out to us either by writing a review or people that we've reached out to who have responded to us mm. with questions and comments, all that kind of stuff. Thank you so much. Truly. It's so it, it makes doing this so much more rewarding mm. rather than us just kind of doing it and dicking around and having fun. That's always there. But now there's an added layer of it where we get to communicate with really, really cool, kind, uh-huh. talented people and it's it's changed the way that I've lo- that I look at this yeah. uh, to a great degree. And I always want it to stay fun. I always want it to be casual and, uh, you know, just just us goofing around and telling stories with each other. But there's now an added benefit of being able to connect with a whole slew of other talented artists. Uh, and it, it just makes it so much fun. So to everybody that we've reached out to and who has responded to us. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, it really means the world to all of us. Mm. For a bit of context, we've been a, a lot of that is is the authors, the people who have been writing the stories mm. that we've been so fortunate to be able to read, and they've all been so gracious. Everyone who's responded to us has been so gracious and very. Uh, a lot of the time, I feel like it catches them off guard that someone is is like reaching out to them for this stuff. I mean, especially because some of it was written several years ago, so they've yeah. probably forgotten about this stuff, and then they suddenly get this message on fanfiction.net or in 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 an email or whatever and i i think it makes a lot of their days some of them yeah. seem really happy about it and that's that's so cool that our work is able to bring people joy just by telling them that we care about something mm-hmm. that they wrote because we genuinely do and something that mm-hmm. you said reese that really i i loved the idea of is this idea that i would love for this show to be what the podcast 
critical role was to Dungeons and Dragons, where it kind of reignited that passion for a lot of people. And mm-hmm. a lot of people really got into playing D&D yeah. after listening to Critical Role. I would love it if that could be our project people uh, inspired to to start writing creative writing cool again and to make creative writing something that's just more publicly like oh cool you wrote a story let me read it or like oh post your stories on facebook and i want to like read what you do it's Mm. crazy because i mean a lot of these people like there are so many talented authors out there and not everyone is going to be like a george rr martin uh or a patrick rothfuss of fantasy writers but those two started in the exact same place that these people started that we're reading like they Mm -hmm. just started writing shit and they they happen to stumble upon an idea and be excellent writers and they get published and it just picks up and blows up and so there's this like stigma attached to like writing nerdy shit like what we all love to read but then ev- game of thrones was a fucking international hit mm-hmm. everyone loved game of thrones every fanship loved game of thrones there was no like barrier there at all but it started out as a guy writing a fantasy piece it was a piece of fiction and it it's just as nerdy as everything we're doing here so i i i really like the idea that if people were to listen to this podcast and they do get enjoyment out of it, they'd finally be able to see that writing stuff like fan fiction and whatever creative writing stuff you want to get into is genuinely really cool yeah. and is a is a valuable creative project, whether you want to make a career out of it or not. It's yeah, really yeah. fucking cool something, to be able to read uh, it. Something we've been ramping up to in the next couple of weeks that we're going to start releasing, uh, you'll probably see it before uh, this episode is released, but we're doing an author spotlight series mm. where we uh, contact all of these authors and we give them a very uh, fun questionnaire that basically uh, interviews them about their writing process and what inspires them. And a lot of those responses have been just incredibly heartwarming yeah. and insightful. And, uh, you know, people who are just like, hey, uh, uh, what was one of one of the questions? Uh, like, who would win in a fight between the four of us? Oh, there's that. That's question. the best. Yeah, question. that is <laughs> arguably probably the best question. So, all of our listeners, if you have a contribution to that, who would win in a fight? No, and why like, would it be me? Like, like, what is writing meant to you, and what, what advice would you give to other authors? That one. That one. Yeah. And for that question in particular, just I, I don't know. It's just so wholesome to see people unapologetically and like. Just they're like, just write what you like. Yeah, and, well, and and there's sit down and do it. Don't judge yourself for there, it. There exists, I think, without even it being spoken, a spake. connection. Without it being spake, <laughs> an under a, a connection between artists and even just people, mm. and it is never accentuated more than when we are reaching out to these people, mm. where it's just like the the inherent want to uplift and encourage that these people and I think all of us have is it it's when uh, when I'm reminded of it when I see these people talking it just gives me such joy it's just it's, it's really cool it's passion yeah and like I love to see people really passionate about the stuff that they put out there yeah because we've said it before we've said it in our emails and stuff it takes courage to put your stuff out there mm-hmm. we live in a very uh judgy world yeah and we often judge ourselves because of how people perceive us and our work and Mm -hmm. i think that the more we can alleviate that and the more we can just enjoy 
the process and enjoy each other. I don't know. It, I think it leads to some really beautiful things. And I think 22 episodes later of and seeing, you know, how we've been growing up until this point and how people are receiving it is it it feels good. Feels it good. really does it feel feels good. real it, good. It feels real nice to look back at our first day and yeah. and how much our like test recordings oh, that we did before. Oh my god. Yeah. It's I mean, we just so the the when we first started this podcast, all we wanted to do was to just start recording um, because we didn't know what we needed. So we were like, let's just try it, see what we need, see how it sounds, see first what we can figure out. And we... Uh, that was a really gross part. Yeah, throwing spaghetti, spaghetti at the wall. everywhere. Yeah, yeah, so, so much. much spaghetti. Why did we ever do that? Sponsored by Prego. We, we still haven't gotten all of the stains well, it, I think it took us walls. a little bit to realize that that was just a saying and not an act. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Which we have learned now. We did it multiple times and then I think... We were One like, what is this came mean? over and they were like, oh my God, why does it smell like Italian food? And we were like, oh, from all the spaghetti, spaghetti that we've been thrown at the wall for our podcast. Yeah, my bedroom is still like, there's spaghetti oh, on the reeks. floorboards. It's crazy. I can't, I can't go oh, in I there. thought I thought that you just renamed that the spaghetti room. Yeah, but I still have to sleep there. Oh, you sleep in the spaghetti room? I have to. Yeah. That's where we first started recording. Oh, I guess so. Gosh. We started recording in, this, in my bedroom and then just became infested with spaghetti yeah too much <laughs> honestly i mean we've also been putting some grated parmesan on reese occasionally just to kind of make it smell like a full meal yeah, yeah. you know it other than that it just smells like tomato sauce and yeah. wet noodles but if you put some parmesan on it then it tastes a little better Plus, every it now and then I can just... It smells like tomato sauce and wet noodles, John. Yeah, every time, exactly. uh, sometimes I can just open my mouth and get a full Italian meal. Oh, uh, that's what that they call the my dick. That's what I'm, that's what I'm looking... <laughs> <laughs> Boo! Okay, so uh, on that note, uh, gl- glad to know that still, even though we are on the finale, fucking nothing has changed. <laughs> <laughs> Not a goddamn thing. Well, uh, speaking of things that haven't changed, do you all want... To move into this new special rapid fire random fandom review. Yeah. What's the abbreviation for that, Reese? R F R F R. The R F R F R. Erfurfer. Rapid fire random fandom review. And welcome to the first ever Erfurfer. Ruffruffer. Ruffruffer. So, normally on this segment, we take two. Uh, random ideas and we mishmash them together and see if we can come up with some sort of compelling story where they coincide today in our finale we're we're gonna Not try gonna something that. new <laughs> taking a look back on memory lane we're going back we're, uh we're we taking a... out the old jalopy we're loading it we're loading up the our... horse-drawn carriage Ooga! on the cobblestone road you know, that horse. Yes, no, we we're... have a horn on our horse-drawn carriage you, yeah you can we're... even say that today's random fandom is the present mashed together with the past. Yes. It's a present past crossover. Exactly. Yep. And it will air in the future. In the fu- <gasps> so, so Taha, what exactly are we doing? So we're going to go back. Uh, I have a list. How far back? All the way. The beginning. <laughs> the beginning of time itself. Um, Dormammu. Dormammu. Um, <laughs> we, have a, we have a list of all of our episodes, including all of the, the different fan fictions that we read for each of those episodes. And... Uh, the corresponding fandoms associated with those stories. We are going to do a crossover of the crossovers uh, and in like a short pithy thing. So if you haven't listened to those prior episodes, prepare to what be are you confused. doing? Uh, what are you doing? What Listen- are you doing here? This is episode 22. <laughs> oh, catch up. Get, <laughs> get, get back finale. There. Get your catch up. 
Wait, um, do you do you watch the final episode of Game of Thrones before watching the first one? You heathen, get out of here! It might be better, honestly. Just get the get the bad parts out of the way, and then just, just go back watch to the it top. backwards. Yeah, it's a <laughs> the show just gets progressively better and better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're gonna start from the beginning, episode one, which was dogs and monsters. Uh, our fandom, if you guys remember, we did uh, a Scooby-Doo, Courage, the Cowardly Dog crossover, which was D51, Meddling Kids in Nowhere, and a My Little Pony and Monsterverse crossover, uh, My Little Pony and Equestria Girls, Monsterverse Convergence. Uh, both of those were written by uh, the screen name WSDSRBW4096. <laughs> if you oh, yeah. are curious as to who wrote game. these, uh, just to save time, check out those episodes. Yeah, yeah go, uh, to, our, go to our show, show link, yeah. uh, our show notes. You'll, you'll which find is, all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I think there's a clear answer here. And my clear answer is that exactly what we talked about with the monsters going to Equestria and corrupting the ponies and then bringing back these nuclear ponies to the world to destroy the planet has to be investigated by the one and only duo team of Scooby-Doo Squad and uh -huh. Courage the Cowardly uh -huh. Dog. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's pretty hot. Because Courage has to save Eustace and uh, Miriam. Muriel. Muriel. <laughs> Muriel. <laughs> he doesn't ever want to save Eustace. He wants he has to save to because Muriel. He Muriel would be sad. Yeah. The uh, things he does for love. I just, I honestly just really had one image in my head, and it was a knock at the front door of Courage's house. Courage opening the door, and a My Little Pony pony was just standing at the door and was like, Hi! And Courage doing his, <laughs> and just screaming, and then his skin peeling back, all of his teeth shatter, fall out. Mm -hmm. Bats fly out of his nostrils, and then he's you know, fine. The last scene, yeah, yeah, and then everything continues as normal. God, that's that show, that's all I wanted from show it. Is still right. so fucked. What's up? the next one? Uh, next one, episode two. Uh, we had a uh, Breaking Death Note and uh, Avatar Era of Azuku. So that was the Breaking Bad Death Note yeah. crossover and Avatar and My Hero. Okay, so this one, I think that uh, that obviously Walt gets the Death Note and starts becoming this meth kingpin, and naturally when he starts to build up this ridiculous uh syndicate of bad guys he starts getting villains in and yeah. midoriya as both the avatar and uh all for one has to figure out a way to beat him but the thing is is that he knows that if he tries to do anything his name is known so i think midoriya has to pick a successor and pass not only all for one but also the teachings of the avatar and keep that person secret so that eventually when he does die fighting he has a contingency that then walt cannot kill it's very very sad and midoriya ends up being the true hero by sacrificing himself excellent uh episode three uh, we had How to Train Your Dragon and Aragon, and then The Beatles and The Mandalorian. <laughs> well, it just sounds to me like Baby Yoda's got to go on a high-fly LSD adventure. <laughs> I, I think you're right. Like, yeah. he just plays a shindinkaloo. <laughs> just on a he planet. He just plays a shindinkaloo flute while right. flying a dragon. You're like, yeah. flying a dragon, and Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds is playing the whole time, right Yoda off into the sunset. The and Aragon's like, Aragon's like, where's my dragon? And, and, and the Mandalorian's like, where's my kid? Beep, beep, and they both are like, beep, beep, beep. they buddy cop to go and try and find Saphira and baby Yoda. It's Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, but it's Yoda in the Sky with Diamonds, but with the shindinkaloo flute. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, episode four. Uh, fairly Odd Parents, which was the Fairly Odd Angles and Other Stories, mm -hmm. which was when uh, Timmy Turner hit puberty. The Timmy Turner <laughs> harem anime. Yeah. And then uh, SpongeBob, Quarantine Bottom, one of my favorites. Uh, uh, I had an I just uh, I had an idea that maybe the pandemic is replaced by an epidemic of horniness. <laughs> and <laughs> and that, everyone... that's, that's one of the side effects of Coralvid 
is that it makes you just real, real just frisky. And you like want to touch on other people all the time. Yeah. So would spread the virus more. Which would spread the virus. Exactly. I'm surprised that. That would be a smart virus. I'm surprised that COVID hasn't adapted and just made everybody horny so that everybody touches each other. I made everyone lonely. wished for that? Timmy wished for COVID. Timmy's like, Next I wish story. <laughs> I wish I wasn't the only one who had COVID. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, episode five. This one was Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. This was where all the bad nuts <laughs> we gotta go. Start cranking this shit out. Yeah. Guys. <laughs> and then Harry Potter inside out uh, emotional range of a teaspoon. Uh, oh, Harry Potter with his inside out crew inside his head. Or actually, that was Ron Weasley. Ron gets invited to the Wonka factory and takes a tour of it. And finds out that all the chocolate is a horcrux. Oh, and God. Imagine, gets really depressed. Imagine Willy Wonka's uh, emotional factory. Oh, my God. Oh, it'd be nuts. Okay. God, oh, maybe fun. that's he's, what he's, he's, He just has chocolate gushing out of his ears. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> next. Anyway. Next. Uh, next uh, six. South Park and Ender's Game and the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde and Dracula. Oh, I mean, Cartman gets invited into the villain house. Yeah. Yes. yeah, and brings all the buggers. Yeah, and brings all the buggers. Car- Carmen is Van Helsing. Yeah, <laughs> Cartman is who sent the letter. Oh, yes, amazing. Oh, Carmen right. called them all that. I'm glad you've uh, come today. <laughs> I want to scare the shit out of Kyle. <laughs> all, all right, right next. Seven. Uh, Harry Potter and Rick and Morty. This was Harry Sanchez and the Magic MacGuffin, and then Alice in Wonderland, One Promise Kept a Saga. Oh, so two very so different. That one was, one so, was sad. so sad. One was really funny. <laughs> um, it's where Rick goes when he doesn't, uh, when he doesn't end up keeping Harry, keeping his interest, or Morty, they end up liking magic, so he goes to Alice, and he's like, yeah, you too, here, have a drink, and just makes the Hatter worse. The Mad Hatter becomes happy seeing the only person more depressed than he is. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Oh, that's juicy. Uh, <laughs> uh, number uh, eight, episode eight, Ratatouille and Stuart Little. This was I Hate Stuart Little, and then Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, How to Find Redemption, which is the Boromir redemption arc. Oh, mm. uh, like a Redwall thing? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, where fucking there's an evil rat running around, or mouse running around murdering people, and Boromir has to go kill that mouse. <laughs> <laughs> the mouth, oh, my God. Traps. There, there's the eye of Sauron, the, the mouth of Sauron, and then the mouse of Sauron. And then the, yeah. and then, <laughs> and and then the cute little nose of Sauron. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, our Halloween spooktacular. This was Five Nights at Freddy's. And uh, scary stories for stormy nights. That was that uh, the, demon the demon story yeah. who was at the bus, oh, the, the gaunt-faced man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe uh, the gaunt-faced man is one of the people, uh, one of the one of Oh, is Purple Guy. Is Purple Guy. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Which in, in, in FNAF, that's the guy who kind of like made everything happen. Yeah. yeah. Or is at least responsible for it. Yeah. Next. Uh, Cinderella. This was not a fairy tale. This was when we speculated on rogue Cinderella. Yeah. And then uh, Harry Potter and Stephen Colbert, the eagle of truthiness. Oh, I mean, fucking rogue Cinderella becomes a wizard and goes to Hogwarts. Yeah. And, and, and Stephen, Stephen Colbert, Colbert is... has to fight her. Yeah. I'd be fine with that. Next. She's one of the dark wizards. Uh, okay. Uh, ele- yes. Uh, episode eleven. This is uh, aliens versus the world. So if aliens found their self in the bush of Australia uh-huh. and interact with the wildlife, <laughs> and uh, Shakespeare and the Muppets. Oh, the aliens show up and they find out that the Muppets are real. And they're like, "What are these abominations?" <laughs> but they speak in verse to alien gods. <laughs> um, contaminator Muppets. What? Dost I, mine now? eyes deceiveth me. Um, episode 12. Uh, this is Harry Potter, Nightmare Before Christmas, The Nightmare Before Hogwarts, and South Park and the Hunger Games Make Love, Not Tributes. Oh, uh, God. Uh, damn it. Uh, Cartman has to go to uh, Halloween Town. Yeah, Cartman discovers Halloween Town. Yeah, he discovers Halloween Town, and he decides that he's going to be the ruler of all the holidays. Yes, and then he starts the Hunger Games there because he's an evil shit. Yes, and he makes Jack Skellington. Ooh, Cartman and- tries to ban Hanukkah. Yep. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. There you go. There Makes you go. sense. That's uh, it. <laughs> uh, 
episode 13, our Thanksgiving episode. Uh, this was the Sherlock Candied Yams and Thanksgiving with Star Wars, a Clone Wars Thanksgiving. A cute episode. You cute know what? They, so all just, they all just have Thanksgiving together. And it's really cute. All of them have Thanksgiving, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's like the one the one dinner that Sherlock actually oh, feels like he's not. Uh, uh, Sherlock figures out who Palpatine is like immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he has to keep it secret. <laughs> Palpatine, he's like, he's like, I won't give you the gravy if you tell them. So Sherlock's like, fine, well played. Also, I know that you're the leader of the... the Crumbs on the ship organization. Uh, okay, episode 14. This was the SpongeBob Power Hour. This is the Twilight SpongeBob episode crossed over with the Law & Order SVU SpongeBob crossover. Well, to me, in the SpongeBob Twilight one, Edward and Bella like ripped apart Sandy. Yeah. Yeah. So, after- so they're hunting Edward and Bella and there's like a law. Yes, because SpongeBob, order. we said that he survived that. So after being brutally murdered next to his friends, SpongeBob gets he up and he's detective like, square pants. Yep, yep yeah. that's it. There you go. Do you think? Uh, uh, I feel, yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll just keep going. Uh, <laughs> uh, so these are unreleased episodes now. That uh, uh, well, at, the, at, at time of now. release, they at will time be of re- Oh yes, these will all be released. Amazing. <laughs> uh, uh, this is episode fifteen. Uh, Stranger Things and Star Wars. Uh, Stranger Stranger Things have happened, and then The Incredibles. As close as hands as as close as hands and feet. <laughs> Oh, Dustin just appears in all the washed up heroes dreams to give them the pep talk that they needed to get back in. It was really him who got Mr. Incredible to get back in the game. Oh, red. Yeah. Dustin's just time traveling. Yeah. yeah. He was <laughs> time traveling the and time. Ins- inspiring other heroes. Yes. Yeah. He was Mirage the whole time. Uh, yeah. s- episode 16. This was Venom and the Powerpuff Girls. Uh, and then Winnie the Pooh and Lord of the Rings. <laughs> oh God! Oh man! Uh, Venom appear. Venom is actually Shelob, and the Winnie the Pooh characters are being led into Shelob's lair. But it's actually Venom. It's actually oh, and it's all the Pooh yeah. becomes a symbiote, and okay. so Winnie the Pooh has the Venom symbiote, and he uses it to murder all of the Powerpuff Girls yeah. and seems, the people of Townsville. Seems um, good. Okay, he's uh, like, oh bother. <laughs> uh, <laughs> skipping 17 because that's our christmas special which we Spoilers, are, we haven't done it yet yeah we haven't done it yet <laughs> um uh, at the time of this recording uh let's see episode 18 it's we're back to harry potter and rick and morty uh the <laughs> harry sanchez and the Ma- magic MacGuffin, and then my little pony and the bible rick goes back in time and changes history so that ponies are gods are gods yeah yeah just to fuck with magic and <laughs> just time. because he can yeah. Like, yeah fuck you huh i did it finally time travel i wanted to prove that i can be better than you and then um, that really really miserable st- that really really sad story of ponies happens um <laughs> episode 19 this was the halo and alien crossover halo operation wildfire and family guy in game of thrones house griffin an alien invades westeros being uh controlled by griffin and uh the spartans go in to help contain it but end up getting politically involved against the Griffin. So there's a war between the Spartans and all of House Griffin's army. Holy crap, like... John. And oh the my Spartans God. unite to fight against the White Walkers. Yes, <laughs> and actually win. Yeah. And Chris becomes a Spartan. Um, oh, I love that. <laughs> uh, episode 20, Danganronpa and Pokemon crossed over with Looney Tunes and Miscellaneous. The Looney Tunes are forced into a Danganronpa-style <laughs> killing game, but they can't kill each other because they're cartoons, yep. and so nobody dies, and then they're all just stuck in an infinite loop. Yeah, Monokuma's <laughs> like, what Well, this hell? is boring. <laughs> and, and Pikachu is there. Um, <laughs> uh, episode 21, so this is the last one before today's... Episode, this is uh, back to Harry Potter, Stephen Colbert, Harry, uh, Harry Potter and the Eagle of Truthiness, and then back to Quarantine Bottom. Uh, uh, so after beating Cinderella, he then has to beat the coronavirus with Truthiness in That's Bikini true. Bottom first. Yeah. He's like, coronavirus, the only cure. coronavirus is real? Question mark? He gets his entire Defense Against the Dark Arts class to eat gillyweed so they can go down to Bikini Bottom and find and beat the shit out of the coronavirus. Yeah, he claims that SpongeBob started it, so he rallies a mass campaign to get everybody to stop 
Stephen Colbert fights the coronavirus with the truth. By blowing up the ocean. Goddamn, yeah. that was stressful Ooh, and was really hard. fun. <laughs> Can that you guys, hard. that's that's 20 episodes yeah. of fan fiction. Yeah. And all of those, going back, I'm like, oh my God, I yeah. remember that one. That yeah, was so was good. So, good. <laughs> so, so for our series finale, whenever we decide to stop doing this podcast, we have to make <laughs> one final ultimate crossover of every single fan fiction story that we've ever done. Everybody has to be represented. Yeah, that doesn't seem like a mistake. Nope. Nope. (laughs) Well, do you want to get started on the first fan fiction? Yeah. First fan fiction of the finale? How quick was that? Was that a little bit... How quick was that random fandom flashby? Uh, I don't really remember when we started, but we've been recording... We've been going for 27 minutes. Oh, hey, we're... we're, we're Seven minutes behind schedule. Yeah, that's fine. Um, okay, cool. Well, I have the first one here. Yeah. Um, and this one is called Even Chances by Blue Teller. This was uh, last updated on December 3rd, 2017. So relatively recent. This is a mashup between um, the Death Note series and one of my and Wes's favorite. Uh, started off as a Game Boy Advance and then DS game, but really just kind of a Konami or a Capcom franchise of uh, Phoenix Wright, who, who is a lawyer who uh, goes around and collects evidence and presents it in court. It's very, very anime, very fun. But one of the characters in it is Maya Faye, who is someone who can channel the spirits of the dead. So uh, Maya has her own temple. She has this whole business that she does. Um, and in order to help find out who Kira is, L goes to Maya Faye to channel one of the spirits of one of his victims of one of kira's victims getting desperate yeah getting desperate Uh, he's actually been hired by miles edgeworth to help with this case uh, and was sent off here to the spirit mountain so as we go through here uh reese you will be playing the role of l the investigator uh wes maya fey the bubbly spirit medium and taha you will be the spirit that is summoned of the deceased naomi who was recently killed by kira so without further ado even chances by blue teller let's begin Hello, I'm Mystic Maya Fey, but you can call me Maya. A young woman in white and purple robes greeted them cheerfully in the summoning chamber. Elle recognized her from the pictures in the paper, where she usually appeared next to a spiky-haired lawyer in a blue suit. So this was Miss Fey, the master spirit medium, former assistant of Wright, the attorney who had defended Edgeworth against Von Karma. While she did not look very impressive, she didn't fit into any stereotype of people with strange mystic powers. Elle knew that appearances could be deceiving. You can call me... Ryuzaki, El muttered, slowly taking in his surroundings. Lack of windows, spooky decorations, and smelling candles did not provide much integrity to the whole thing, but if Edgeworth believed it not to be a hoax, El was willing to give it a shot. The man had enough skepticism in his skull for the both of them. From what Edgeworth told me, you're conducting some sort of investigation? asked Miss May, curiously. El nodded, reluctant to share any more information than necessary. Luckily, the spirit medium seemed to understand, as her next question was, Do you have a name and a picture? Watari pulled out a file and handed it to Miss Fay. It contained the most basic information about Naomi Misora, such as her birth and death dates, and of course, a clear picture, leaving out her occupation or relationships out of caution. Why do you specifically, why do you need specifically a name and a picture? L asked with great interest. It hadn't escaped his attention in the slightest that these appeared to be the exact things Kira needed to kill his victims. Well, if I don't know who exactly I'm supposed to be channeling, then it won't work, Miss Faye explained, her eyes examining the file. You wouldn't channel the wrong spirit by mistake, El said, trying to understand the limits of the power. No, no. If the person I'm trying to channel cannot be reached for some reason, it just fails. I tried to channel a woman once and failed. 
Then it turned out that she's never really died. He was just pretending to... She was just pretending to be dead. I see. Very interesting indeed. At least there would be no mistaken identities. What would happen if you tried to summon a spirit with the, with the name or face only, or without knowing their real name? Well... Miss Faye shrugged. Then it can't be done. All a fully trained spirit medium needs to channel properly is a face and a true name. If either of the conditions aren't met, then, like I said, it just doesn't work. It would support the theory that Kira was indeed using a supernatural method to kill and needed only a name and face, without ever having to meet his victims in person. I hope you don't mind me asking these questions. I didn't intend to insult you. L stated cautiously, well aware that annoying the medium could seriously backfire on him. He needed to speak with Naomi. She was his best lead so far. If Miss Faye refused now, then it would all be for nothing. It seemed that Miss Faye wasn't one to get offended easily, though, as she dismissed it with a wave of her hand. Relax. We get these sort of questions all the time. Practically all first-timers spew constant questions about how it works and so on. You actually seem very open-minded about this. I have no reason to doubt your abilities, as I have yet to see any attempt of a demonstration. Miss Faye grinned and sat cross-legged on the mat. Hmm. Shall we get started, then? Elle and Watari nodded and joined her. For a moment, there was only silence. El wasn't sure what he had been expecting, some chanting or perhaps an elaborate ritual, but it seemed there weren't any complicated ceremonies needed. Then, just as the silence had truly began to settle in, something about Miss Faye changed. Her face gradually transformed, along with her frame. El's eyebrows rose marginally on his face. Though, although it was rather dark in the room, there had been no trick of light or smoke screen. There was not an illu- uh, this was not an illusion, El was certain. Miss Faye had truly changed her appearance into Naomi. Now, to put the channeling to the test. Naomi Masora, he said softly, waiting for a reaction. The young woman's eyes opened and she looked at him. There was a moment of conf- confusion, then a realization. El? She gasped. Everything about her, even the voice, was just as El remembered. With the exception of the hairstyle and clothing but he supposed it made sense that those things wouldn't change. It was still Miss Faye's body, regardless of the spirit she was channeling. Hello, Naomi, he said, his shoulders relaxing a little bit. It appeared to be her, but he wasn't going to throw all caution away just yet. Long time no see. You remember our last meeting, right? Y- yes she whispered, her eyes wide as she stared at him. We just finished working on Los Angeles BB serial murder cases. Do you remember what happened to you, Naomi? She frowned for a second, then her eyes shot wide once again. Kira! She exclaimed. She leaned forward, her hand grabbing his wrist. Her fingers were strong and warm. It was hard to believe she was talking to him from beyond the grave. El, Light Yagami is Kira! He told me right before he killed me! El smirked on the inside, just as he had suspected. He had known that Sochiro Yagami's son was a lot more intelligent than he let on. It would explain a lot of things, like how Kira managed to gain access to top-secret information from the National Police Department. With Light's intelligence, it wouldn't be too difficult to steal files from the chief, who was his own father. And considering Light's upbringing in a strict law-abiding environment, as well as perfectionism shown from his flawless school performance, it would explain Kira's self-righteous attitude and desire to cleanse the world from criminals. But confirming Kira's identity was barely worth mentioning compared to the other piece of information Naomi had just revealed. Not only did Kira kill her, he killed her in person. This was something Elle had not seen coming. 
If there wasn't a crucial reason why Kira, someone who could kill anyone he wanted with a face and name only, would decide to do the deed in person, El would go on a sugar-free diet. He told you? He repeated slowly, his voice only reflecting a tiny fraction of his excitement. Yes, I was talking to him, and he kept looking at his watch. I asked him why he was doing that, and he said, Because I am Kira. There was a dark emotion in her voice, her expression tight with anger and betrayal. The moment he said that, I suddenly lost control over my body. I went to a place I knew was abandoned where no one was likely to find me anytime soon. With my own hands... I prepared the gallows and I hanged myself, even though it was the last thing I wished to do. Kira had been controlling her actions before her death. Light forced Naomi into suicide without a heart attack involved. This was it. The information L had been hoping for, the absolute breakthrough for the investigation. Before, L had assumed Kira somehow manipulated Naomi into committing suicide, or had someone else do it for him. But L hadn't even taken into consideration Kira could kill in other ways than causing a cardiac arrest. There was still more, El was sure. Naomi started at the end of the confrontation, when they should have started at the beginning. Tell me how you met Light Yagami and everything that was said by either of you. El said calmly, his hand covering Naomi's for a short moment. Please, don't leave anything out. Naomi began to speak. Kira may have bested her in life. However, now it was her time to best him in death. And that's it. Okay, is there more of this? There's a lot more of this. Okay, so yeah. this keeps going. Yeah, yeah, there's there's loads and loads and loads of this. This is uh this is like early in the first or second chapter. Okay. Uh but essentially she this woman was found hanging and uh L and Edgeworth believed that uh this was Kira's doing. So upon okay. finding that out, now L has a little bit more of a, a lead up in the investigation. But Knowing light, because the thing is, is it is pretty uncharacteristic of him to to leave this much of a trail. Do you guys think that he planned for people to to find out that he killed them in person just oh, to throw God. them off? Yeah, I, I mean, I wheels can't... within wheels. Oh, that is all Death Note is. Yeah, <laughs> I can't imagine that Light Yagami would kill someone in person and before killing them say because I'm Kira. You know what I mean? Well, he does. In the show, well, yeah, well, in the manga, he later, says it. Later but in when, the series, he gets... When he kills, I think Naomi is the first person he kills. Yeah, because I he gets remember. more and more... Remember? He, oh, yeah. There's a girl Power named obsessed. Naomi that he's like, people to know. what are you doing? He's like, I'm doing something. He's like, why? He's like, because I'm Kira. And then... Oh, that's right. Because then... he knows that she's going to kill herself. And yeah, that so maybe no I can't one imagine will... that Light Yagami can do that. I just oh, haven't yes. watched the show in a long time. There you go. <laughs> so this is... This must have... So that was very early in his career as kira so it could have yes. been something he had it was it was about. one of the because yeah. it was i think it was the woman before ray penber yes the, the that's right america because it's because ray penber's examine or uh, investigating her death mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure because mm-hmm. they were engaged that's mm-hmm. right and so he like, has a personal vendetta oh, i need to watch against finding again. Ki- oh definitely very good I see here's what i want to some. happen now there's there's somebody else that they need to bring back from the grave that really would have insight onto Kira's true identity before Naomi. It's the potato chip. Oh, yeah. <gasps> Maya Resurrect. has to channel the spirit of the potato chip. I'm going to take a potato chip and, and eat it. it. <laughs> he the- ate that poor, crispy potato skin <laughs> with his bare hands. And it's Mr. Da-ha! Potato Head. How could he do that? 
I have the no idea what you're okay. referencing. Yes. Yeah, so so you in, not, have you not watched Death Note? I have. I it, just don't, you don't know what the potato chip the potato chip scene. Yeah, it's early when he has uh, a piece of the Death Note inside a potato. No, he has a TV inside his potato chip bag, a little one that's just showing him subtitled news reports of like what's going on in the world with crime, and he's taking notes or doing homework with his other hand, but also writing in the death note names uh because he knows that his house is probably bugged and he's like it'll be perfect they'll never understand what i'm doing never see my design i'll take a potato chip and eat it and it's this epic (laughs) epic shot the music is swelling and when he takes a bite of it it's like one of those like anime flashes and color palette swaps it's far too epic i'll have to look this up yeah it's an iconic scene it's so ridiculous well this this seems like this seems like cheating Am I am I alone in thinking yeah. that? Yeah, I mean, L basically is cheating. The Death Note is cheating. I you know think, I'm pretty sure L could go or Light could go to court and be like, "Your Honor, this is cheating." The she, victim was a, already she, dead. She's a spirit medium. Are we gonna trust a Are spirit we really doing medium? This? Are we doing this right now? Like, we're, yeah. Well, I think I think that's the thing. Is let me L, consult the bones, Your Honor. <laughs> L has to prove beyond beyond reasonable doubt that uh, that Light Yagami is in fact uh, Kira, but a uh, a spirit medium is not a pass- never is not hold up passable in a court of law. So, but Naomi to, might be able to find actual evidence. Right now, he might be yeah. able to move forward from here. So, I, I would suspect that the rest of this fan fiction is L having to find additional evidence because now he knows. Now yes. he knows that it is Light Yagami. Yeah, he has a testimony, but yeah. that's hearsay without that's anything else. Yeah. yeah, it's not enough, and especially from something like a spirit, a spirit medium, medium, which in a court of law is going to be. Washed away as pseudoscience or laughed, like laughed out. It'll be laughed out, thrown ha, out. Ha ha, ha ha, laughed ha, out of just court. Like this, you are just like this. Ha ha, ha ha. ha. <laughs> yeah, I'm a judge and I'm laughing it out. Ha. So yeah, it, that's the thing. I, I feel like I feel like light will figure this out and find a way to use it to his advantage and be like, okay, well, if you're consulting the dead, then I'll figure out another way to do this. I'll he would have to out. find a, a way, uh, a, another method of deception. Yes, and knowing knowing light, he, I was just. Uh, I was kidding. <laughs> what? Damn it. And the L's like shit. You ever yeah. Damn it, That's he used the old proof defense. I'm kidding defense. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't do it. No takes these back. Well, no, we have you have we have you on camera committing the murder. Oh well. Fake news. I tripped. It's yeah. opposite day. Damn it. <laughs> it's op- he's using the whole opposite day Wait, defense. What? We scheduled a court oh, hearing on opposite we, day? No, yeah, we, uh, we can't take credit for this. This is a whitest kids you know yeah, yeah. sketch. That's, that's, yeah, their, that's their bit. <laughs> that, that's their bit. What you win this time, whitest kids, kids you know. <laughs> the whitest kids from down the lane. You way more successful content creators than us. You yeah, win where are they time. now? Where are they now, Reese? I don't know. They're not making a successful pod, a pseudo successful podcast, are they? <laughs> pseudo successful, I think, is even generous for where we are right <laughs> they, now. They didn't just get a couple, a couple hundred likes. A couple. A couple couple likes. Uh, yeah, how many how many couple couple likes do they get? Huh? <laughs> do they have over two hundred likes on Facebook? Two I don't think so. Two hupples? <laughs> two hupples? <laughs> well, well, I like that a lot, and I, as someone who loves Death Note and Phoenix, right? Oh yeah, I'd fucking. I, I I can't wait to see more of the because I know that L is very serious, but well, I can't wait to see how the zaniness of Phoenix Wright. Oh yeah, begins right. to fit in. Now they to have that. to they have to bring in Phoenix Wright. They have That's to bring true. in Phoenix if Wright. If L is the investigator, then Wright has to be the lawyer. So this is going to be one of those things where Phoenix probably defends Light. Is and Phoenix has to is Phoenix Wright a defense attorney? Yes, he, he is. is. So he'd be defending Light. He'd yes, be defending he Light, be. and Phoenix is really good at getting yeah. uh uh. uh 
a clear, a not guilty verdict, but he never wants to get a not guilty verdict for people that have actually committed the crime. Yeah. So I feel like as Phoenix begins to discover that maybe Light is, he starts to do his own investigation. Here's the thing, though. I feel like Light would want to defend himself. I feel like he would be his own defense attorney. But once he saw the brilliance of Phoenix Wright... Brilliance is a stretch. <laughs> I mean, I haven't played. If the you've games. ever played Phoenix Wright games, br- he is not smart. He, he is. He's lucky. Right. He's, he's very lucky, and, and that's and, the, that's know, what Light doesn't have. That. He's he like bullshits until he gets the answer correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He he well, knows that like he would Light's accidentally that. he would oh, accidentally man. stumble upon some sort of logical flip that would send L going. Huh? I was like, I don't get it. I don't. I don't. And then he, as he explains it, he's like, "Son of a bitch, that works. That kind of makes sense." Yeah. Uh, so once again, that was Even Chances by Blue Teller. That is B-L-U-E space T-E-L-L-E-R, exactly as it sounds. Um, <laughs> Did I just spell that one out for us? Uh, but you know, you never You know, you those know. two words spelled exactly as they always are. You know. Well, some people might spell blue B-L-O-O. I mean, you're wrong, but you might. <laughs> well, maybe it was like maybe the cheese, it was, Reese. Or... or the character from Foster's, Foster's Home. Yes. He spelled oh, why haven't we brought in any Fosters? I don't know. Stick, two. Stay tuned for season two. Season two. <laughs> that's, that's our next mission is to bring in some foster kids. Bring in some foster kids <laughs> to read fan fiction. <laughs> Come on, kids. Read some fan fiction to get your vittles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, get your vittles. So my fan fiction, I, ladies and gentlemen, I scoured and scoured. America. The oceans low and the mountains high. Valley's low is what it yeah, actually I was about is. To say, what well, oceans hell? are technically low. Oh yes, sea level is a thing. Unless so, you're in a valley that is below. Below, sea level. you but, know what? But, I didn't go that far. I didn't go that low. I have standards. Well, we're not talking about the bottom of the ocean, are we? Tell I, us what you found, Wes. I, I <laughs> have found a fan fiction that rivals the Iliad. <laughs> is a contender with. The Odyssey. Homer himself could not have written such a fan fiction. Yes. We got an email from Homer actually after we found this. Yeah. And he was off. Didn't understand a word of it. It was all in Greek. Yes. I'm going to keep a bit of this unannounced just just because I want the reveal for all of you to be as beautiful for me as it was. This is titled, you may be able to figure it out pretty quickly, (laughs) Harry Potter and the Lack of Lamb Sauce by a just lovely author named Imagitory. Uh, This was last updated last year, March 24th, 2019. Our cast, Reese, you'll be playing Professor Dumbledore. Hunter, you'll be playing Harry Potter and Bo, a busboy. And Taha, you'll be playing a character that I'm not going to give the name of. All right. But we will know. we will discover this character when they are revealed to us. So, without any further ado, I think this needs no more introduction. Let us begin, ladies and gentlemen. Chapter one, Hell's Kitchen. Harry took Dumbledore's arm, and in a flash of contorting limbs and frenetic sounds and colors, they had left Privet Drive and appeared on another street corner. This street looked nothing like the Dursleys' pristine, conservative neighborhood. From the look of it, Harry would guess, this was an exclusively wizarding neighborhood, judging by the off-kilter angles of the houses, the flocks of owls, the local apothecaries and robe shops, and the roads that resembled and rippled just like murky green lake water. 
Harry followed the Hogwarts headmaster as he started off up the street, glancing at him with a questioning eye. Dumbledore smiled wryly. Welcome to Wandsworth Green, Harry, he said serenely. This entire community sits on top of a small lake in the muggle neighborhood of Wandsworth Common and is hidden by very powerful concealment spells. Normally, one can only enter it by stepping onto a certain pattern of planks on the bridge that goes over part of the lake, but I thought that apparition would be more efficient given the circumstances. Harry frowned. Circumstances, sir? Dumbledore led him past the apothecary and toward the end of the street. We are here to try to recruit our newest professor. I anticipate, however, that he might be a bit reluctant. Ah, here we are. They had approached a restaurant. At first, Harry was alarmed at the sight of it, for it looked like it was on fire. But after a second, he realized there was no danger. The ceiling was simply decorated with constantly raging, but perfectly contained magical flames, as well as a header in red neon lights. Gordon always did have an inherent flair for the dramatic, Dumbledore commented serenely upon noticing Harry's quirked eyebrow. The two pushed open the door to find an empty dining room. Harry could see on the door that dinner hours had ended not too long ago. Just inside was a young man a little older than Harry, with a large nose, bussing tables with a magic rag that moved over the wood and back into the man's hand by itself. He looked up, immediately putting on a customer service mask that made it clear he'd said this exact thing a million times. Excuse me, but the restaurant is closed. He stopped abruptly, however, when he recognized the people who had entered the restaurant. Professor Dumbledore? Good evening, Bo. Dumbledore greeted pleasantly. You're looking well. I presume Gordon is just helping with the kitchen cleanup. Uh, yes, Professor, said Bo, anxiously. He shot a glance at Harry. He looked incredibly uncomfortable, and he kept licking his lips. Shall I go, um, fetch him for you? If you would, Dumbledore said, indulgently. The man called Bo gave a weak little nod. Then, glancing over his shoulder and back at Harry again, he bustled off toward the kitchen. Harry looked at Dumbledore confusedly. He knew the defense against the dark arts job was always very hard to fill, but from the sound of things, this teacher Dumbledore was seeking out was a cook in some restaurant. It wasn't like Harry underestimated him because of this, but all the other professors, excluding particularly bizarre oddities like Umbridge, usually had a background teaching about or f- teaching about or fighting against the dark arts. Even Lockhart had had a misleading reputation of being talented in fighting dark creatures. A raised voice came from the kitchen, but Harry couldn't quite make it out. A moment later, a tall man with a square face, blonde hair, and a very sharp and very sharp blue eyes came stomping through the door of the kitchen. He wore a white chef's uniform with the sleeves rolled up and still had a large kitchen knife in one of his strong fists. Dumbledore, the chef said coldly. So you did choose to show your monkey's ass of a face here. As always, Gordon, your language is delightfully colorful. Dumbledore replied, clearly not offended at all. Don't bullshit me, the man called Gordon swore angrily. If you've come to try to recruit me, you've got another thing coming. I frankly don't know how you've kept the loyalty of half the people who work for you with your fucked up attitude towards human life. Now pick up your feet and get out of my restaurant, you blasted numpy. He stopped abruptly, however, at the sight of Harry just behind Dumbledore. Harry, may I introduce Gordon Ramsay? (laughs) 
<laughs> Dumbledore said calmly. Gordon, I believe you, you're already familiar with Harry Potter. Harry's face had been scrunched up in shock and righteous anger, but his temper cooled when Dumbledore spoke. Ramsay's expression, likewise, seemed to clear at the sight of Harry. There was something almost guilty in his face. Yes, he said lowly. How do you do? He extended a hand to Harry, who took it out of obligation, but refused to shake it. Ramsay's mouthing off to Dumbledore had left a sour taste in his mouth. Hello, he said stiffly. Ramsay offered a faintly wry smile. I must apologize for my language, although I dare say you know it all by now. I try not to swear. My hand, unfortunately, gets forced by certain individuals. He shot a cold look at Dumbledore. How long is that list of individuals, Gordon? The headmaster asked lightly with a twinkle in his eye. Forgive my vanity, but I would much prefer to be among the elite in such a category. Ramsay shot him a bewildered, disgusted look. Uh, Vanity I can forgive. It's everything else I can't stand. Dumbledore chuckled. (laughs) As I feared, you're still as stubborn as ever. Very well, Gordon, I concede. May I use your facilities before we go? Ramsay crossed his arms, still holding the knife in his fist and glared at Dumbledore suspiciously, but curtly inclined his head in a single nod toward the restroom in the back of the dining hall. Thank you, said Dumbledore, and with a swish of his lilac robes, he turned and disappeared through the red restroom door. There was a short, palpable silence between Ramsay and Harry for a moment. Then Ramsay unfolded his arms and faced Harry with a more pleasant expression. Are you hungry? And... That's where we are cutting it off for now. Uh, I will let you all know this was torturous to trim. Yeah. Uh, absolutely like ripping my own heart out to cut any of this. Uh, this continues on for a little while longer. Uh, without spoil, I don't really want to spoil it because there's yeah. so much juicy stuff that's actually because th- this takes place. Uh, where Slughorn would have come in. Yeah, I noticed it's the, the same kind of thing where Dumbledore comes in, leaves Harry in the room, and tries to get Harry to yes. do his Harry. Yes, Slughorn is <laughs> Slughorn is no longer get him on board. in it. So basically, what's happening is Snape is being the dark arts teacher, mm. and they're getting Gordon Ramsay to teach potions. <laughs> uh, <makes> so <laughs> they the the next couple scenes are kind of expounding upon who Gordon Ramsay is in the wizarding world. I had a question, and Please. maybe you might be able to answer. Uh, what happened wizard. between Dumbledore Gordon and Dumbledore? Uh, it's it's a, it's explained a little bit in chapter one. Okay. Uh, chapter one is the only one that I've read so far. There are more chapters of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will absolutely be returning and reading more because it's written phenomenally, yeah. and the idea of Gordon Ramsay from Hell's Kitchen being in Hogwarts. No, you don't put in the gillyweed. <laughs> I, think, I think what we've established here is we found a, a, a winning... Uh, a, a winning recipe for fan fiction, uh, and that what, is what an apt word. Just taking right, taking famous people from various mediums of media and putting them in Hogwarts as a professor. Yes, absolutely, yeah. oh, it works so well. Stephen Colbert, we've had, Gordon, we've, Gordon had, we've had two of them now, and they're just always great. It's just <laughs> always a hilarious combination. <laughs> uh, no, uh, but yes, they they talk a little bit about why Dumbledore and Gordon do not necessarily get along. Uh, and they they kind of go into Gordon's relationship with Harry. 
mm. a little bit. Uh, yeah, I was thinking this dinner that Gordon's about to serve Harry would be pretty insightful, right? Yeah, uh, they they have a little talk. Yeah. And there's some things that you learn about Gordon and his relationship with the Potters. Mm. And you learn a little bit more about how Gordon reacts to Dumbledore's teaching methods. Wow. So there's a lot of cool little lore stuff that I'm like, damn it. Now I want Gordon Ramsay to be in the next Fantastic Beasts movie. I mean, yeah. well, he he almost goes into Fantastic it with his lack when he them. when he tells Dumbledore uh, when he talks about Dumbledore's lack of regard for human life. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. He kind of gets into that because I mean, yeah, Dumbledore does he's uh, a little unconventional in some of his in some of his moments. I mean, just, in, in the first book, he's like, "Oh yeah, don't go into this room or else you'll die." Yeah. Kids. Yeah, whereas we know that Gordon is very soft with children. And I love that representation in there that the moment he saw Harry, he immediately Softened softens up, up mm-hmm. and and loses that angry Gordon Ramsay facade that he probably takes with adults who he wants to be angry uh, with. I don't know. I hope that he's a great dad. Hope the Gordon Ramsay is just oh, like I, the daddiest dad, but not in the sexual that ever way. dadded. Yes, the dad, the dadliest dad that ever dadded. I just, I can't wait to see his lessons. It's oh, like, I can teach you how to bottle fame, cut onions, and even put a <laughs> stopper in death. I don't Sorry, fuck what around. was that? What was that second one, sir? Cut onions. Do I have to fucking do repeat I have to myself? Fucking spell this out for you. He just immediately start scribbling. Are you taking notes or what, you fucking tosser? <laughs> so yeah, I do have a question for you all, though. Since Gordon, I mean, obviously being a chef, he knows the the, the chemistry of cooking, which is very alchemical in its in its mm-hmm. uh, craft. Yeah. Do you think that he would be able to resist going into that kitchen? At Hogwarts. With the one where the house elves are the all The house elves prepare a decadent spread every day. Do you think that Gordon would be able to be like, okay, potions. I think, I think he and just might like side just eye. stewing from like the, the, uh, like the dinner before. He's like, oh my God, the turkey was dry. And just like his, Where's the sauce? His introductory thing where it's like, introducing our new potions professor, Gordon Ramsay. And he's like chicken's a little dry <laughs> hello <Yeah. laughs> he's like hello, not even everyone. paying attention to the speech he's what? just got a plate of food in front of him inspecting all the food <laughs> it's like this is this is shit how am i supposed to eat this <laughs> well first things first i'm gonna cook you a good damn meal and then i'll be your potions professor <laughs> what you do you don't salt the hippogriff before you saute it no, what are you doing 30 seconds on 30 seconds off you muppet <laughs> <laughs> you better learn to count that in your head you little twat are we here for a speech or for a dinner? Because both of them are dry. It's Leviosa, <laughs> not Leviosa. <laughs> it's Leviosa. Leviosa. Wingardium Leviosa. How about you Accio that sauce right into your face? <laughs> Maybe if you scream it out, it'll come to you since you can't fucking find it. Who, who do you think would get along? I, I was literally Gordon. about to say uh, Professor Colbert. Uh, Sprout. Oh, Professor, <laughs> Professor Sprout and... and and Gordon Ramsay would get along so like, uh, well. Famously. Bring in all these fresh ingredients. You want to cook this up to where it's nice. Crispy. Have you ever had cream of mandrake soup? Oh, that's my favorite. It's lovely. I'm going to give you, if you can grow me some mandrakes, I'll make you some of the best. I would, I would pay seen. money to see Gordon Ramsay's interaction with Ronald Weasley. Oh, <laughs> he would rip Ron yeah. apart. Yeah. He would destroy that old boy. No, Mr. Weasley. Are you fucking blind? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone in your family blind too. Did you cast a confundus charm on yourself before you Gordon, walked in here, you Gordon, twit? Gordon pulls him into his office and he's like, "So, Mr. Weasley, what's wrong with this dish?" <laughs> well, well I, um, um, no, no, no. 
What's wrong with it? It's um, it works just fine, by the way. Potion's great. Does exactly what you want. But there's something really wrong with it. What is it? Take a good look. Here, have a magnifying glass. Um, get your fucking nose in it. You see that right there? Yes, professor. A hair. A red one. You fucked this up, Weasley. Get the fuck out of my office. Weasley. <laughs> Have you got we... a twin too? <laughs> if we were making polyjuice potion, you would fuck everything up. <laughs> everybody. Do you understand, Ron? You want everybody in the classroom to look like a redhead wanker like yourself? Do you want everyone to look like your pubes, Weasley? <laughs> no. Get out of my office. <laughs> <laughs> And so the whole, whole time he actually like all, every time his grades come back he has like a B plus. And he's just like and then he's, he's like, like oh I'm fucking proud of you. Uh, yeah, fucking proud. He ends up being like his best student. He thinks he hates him. Ron so, has a knack for cooking. Yes, yes. Oh my god. This I is imagine is like, like a Gordon isn't being like a cook like really a chef? good with his first years though. Oh yeah. Like Master Chef Junior. But Ma- then by the time Master they're seniors. Brewer. Oh, by the time they hit their fourth year, he's like gloves are off. You're, You're not going to be the kitchen. boy who lived for long, Mr. Potter. <laughs> You're in Hell's Kitchen now. And Hermione, like, has all of the technical knowledge to be a good cook, but no heart. So it's just like, <laughs> yeah, all her like, yeah it's all there like correctly, shit. but it tastes like shit, doesn't it? <laughs> it's weird. I can taste the individual. What is that? A, a, a pinch of paprika. It's an exact pinch. Get out of here. But I imagine him also, like, being really inspiring in moments, too. Because, like, as much as the TV personality of Gordon Ramsay is so aggressive... Like when you see the videos of him, like up being uplifting and being like, yeah. "You need to put your heart into this. You need to do better. I know you can do this." He would in the kitchen. He would like scream at Hermione and be like, "Grow up, pair, Hermione!" And then afterwards, he'd see that his his harsh love, the the tough love that he gives in the kitchen, didn't work with her. That she just kind of fell apart. And then he'd he'd pull her aside and give her a nice, inspiring speech, telling her how amazing she is and how smart she is and how I'm she can you do it. Pressure because I believe in the work that you're capable of doing. Pressure. I makes, know you can do this. Pressure makes diamonds, Granger. Gordon Ramsay is. Our dad, yeah, he's, he's the dad that we all deserve. Not some. He's not the one look. that we deserve. He's the one but we the need. One that we needed. I just, I, Batman is in Hogwarts. I, I love the idea of like after a while he becomes so attached sauce? to the students, <laughs> and he starts like like when whenever any of the other teachers try to pull shit with the students, they never want to do it in front of Gordon because he'll always aggressively come to bat for his kids. You know. Just like, and then he remembers everybody who graduates. Whenever they come back, he makes them a meal and sits down, has yeah. a has a cup of brandy with them, not that they can drink. Can Ugh. you imagine Gordon Ramsay battling at the final battle of Hogwarts? Well, I was just thinking Voldemort would probably be like, Ah, my Death Eaters, today is the day we attack Hogwarts. What? A is butcher You're knife saying Gordon Ramsay's there? <laughs> oh, fuck this. I, We're out of here. What if Gordon Ramsay... Hey, Voldemort, get your spooky-ass bark over here right now. What if he ah, doesn't Ah, Gordon. Even... Um, so nice to see you. I just want to see Gordon, like, hossing through the Battle of Hogwarts with a mirror... Like, a Batman's belt of cooking <laughs> tools. Like, he grates a Death Eater's face. You know, <laughs> you know he has a, his wand is a butcher knife. Yes, it has yeah. to be. It has to I be. I imagine him, like, casting, like, animate objects and, like, a, just a, a, a belt of knives just like flying off of his body and just stabbing people <laughs> uh, and uh. you know you, how how does he leave why does he leave hogwarts what happens what happens to our i think that his okay. restaurants start failing without his guidance he's like well no he's like i can't put anybody in charge I of this needed elsewhere and then he flies away into the sunset oh what if <laughs> hogwarts was just like an episode of hell's kitchen for him he's just like <laughs> and we're here visiting Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, which is abysmal. 
<laughs> right now, and we're going to change that. At Season's the, over. At the end, at the end, it's like, Gordon, we need you. All the kids are like, no, please don't go. And he's like, are I'm you, not what made this place great. You are. It's like, look at all this wing of bat. <laughs> look at the expiration date. This has been in the freezer for five years. <laughs> You're going <laughs> to give coronavirus to the entire world. Yeah, he just <laughs> fitch- he fixes the kitchen of, of Hogwarts. And he's just talking to all the goblins. He's like, you've got the tools now. You've got what you need. Be back in eight months to check in. <laughs> this has been an episode of Kitchen Nightmares. And everyone's like, what? Oh, oh, really? Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but what about our professor? Oh, okay. Uh, All right, Snape, you're back in. Bye. <laughs> so ev- this this just tickled me so incredibly well in all the right places that I oh, like yeah. to be tickled. Wes, stop it. Stop tickling uh, me. Hee hee hee. Ha ha. Tickle, tickle. But no, this, this was phenomenal, and I'm so happy that I found this because I think this is a fan fiction worthy of the the season finale that nobody knew was coming. Yeah. Uh, the, once again, this was Harry Potter and the lack of lamb sauce. <laughs> it's just that that Damn, I can't that's wait to, title. to see how we, it factors in. Uh-huh. So we have, uh, I think, a funny goal that we could have by the end of whenever is we could have an entire series of Harry Potter books that are just Harry Potter and we have Harry Potter and the Eagle of Truthiness. We have Harry Potter and the Lack of Lamb Sauce. We need to find all the other Harry Potter fan fictions that are some that other... Some famous personality as a yeah. professor. Uh-huh. And then just and and compile them. And compile that and yeah. then release that. And then it all is the new Harry Potter series. Yeah. Harry Starting Potter. from book one to <laughs> By Stranger seven. Than Fan Fiction, an author... That by W H T by several different authors Rowling. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, once again, must give credit where credit is due. This is by Imaginatory. Imaginatory. We will be contacting you. It is brilliant. It's so good. And it's so good. We hope to read more of this and more of your other work. And please, if you're listening and you have an idea for a fan fiction involving Harry Potter and a famous person in pop culture. Perhaps, who knows, maybe Ariana Grande shows up and becomes the new charms music teacher. Charms teacher. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe... Flitwick, yeah, Flitwick retires. Yeah, and Ariana Grande shows up and her whistle tones are just blastingly loud and create a shockwave that deafens all of Hogwarts. Hey, maybe Bob Ross comes in oh, as the defense I of the love Dark that. He does the, the history of muggles or like ancient muggle history or whatever that class is uh it's taught by a ghost and he's like yeah you know and here we had the pyramids which i think are just just lovely just, nice. just beautiful aren't they oh <laughs> I, well, I, mr rogers comes in and teaches. i'm sure uh-huh. it's out there uh-huh. i'm yeah. sure somebody has written this yeah. so We're yes find you. if you have an idea write it down write it down and you don't have to send it to us we would love it if you did but this podcast if nothing else we hope it's a way to encourage the creativity that exists within all of us that we know that you have. So please, we hope that some of this has inspired you to write your own because we have some amazing authors that we've read throughout the first season of this show. And we we can't wait to read some more in season two, which <sighs> probably is going to come out the week after this or yeah, something. A couple weeks, maybe. We're making yeah. <laughs> it like a really big deal, yeah. but it's probably not going to be that long of a wait. No, not a long wait at all. No, but uh, yeah, yeah. I guess just the last order of business is just to say last, thank you. Yeah, a moment of reflection for just appreciating how we can take what seems to be a really silly idea and just let it fly 
and enjoy and make it, it for worse. all that it is, and and just ruin Take it. A really silly idea, <laughs> just our just really magic shit touch. all over it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, you know, I do want to say though, uh, by the time that this one is released, we'll be just like four weeks shy of doing this for half a year. Twenty-two episodes, uh, an episode released a week. Uh, that's we started in what September. Well, yeah. By the time this one is released, though, it'll be almost six months of of episodes. Yeah, yeah. It'll be, it'll be five. Think about that, you guys. That's yeah. that's and that's just us. We did this shit. We did and this with no one else. No one helped. <laughs> Nobody us. No wrote one all the stories. No spoiler <laughs> alert. Tunes is just us. Yeah, is just us. Noah was a Noah's a. No, figment of our imagination. All that was 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 Taha's I mean, voice yeah, pitched up. Taha's been practicing his Noah impression. Yeah, it's really <laughs> Thanks, good. Guys. You want to try it again, really quick for us? What's say hi? My name's Noah Barry. It's nice to meet you. I'm a sweet boy. Hi, my name's Noah Barry. It's nice to meet you. I'm a sweet boy. Wow, that was amazing. Yeah, that's not a just Noah. Yeah, wasn't it good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was amazing. Well, we edit in Noah saying that. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that would be funny. Cut that out. Cut that part out. (laughs) That would be really funny. Uh, Yeah, we're that committed. Well, seriously, thank you. Yeah, like I I know this started as something silly, and we've and here we are, almost six months later, twenty two episodes in constantly developing new things and learning new skills and this is all growing as artists and as people <laughs> we, we legit only we this is all we think about and talk about like yeah. it's like this and any new games that are coming out in the next like week yeah. that's it yeah pretty um, much so and once again to everybody who has interacted with us thank you you make this so much more worthwhile we love you we, we love you we love you uh but yeah we hope to continue to grow this community of kind and talented artists that want to uplift and uplift and encourage each other and that spread the spread the love man and the there's going to be a lot more of that in season two of stranger than fan fiction yeah what's so what's, what's 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 our phase one called like what's what's the what's the title of season one oops <laughs> I like that. Okay. <laughs> Season one. Oops. 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 <laughs> We're putting to an end right now. SDF begins. Of the oops arc right yeah. here as you see it. <laughs> oh god. Well, but, for one last one last time before we sign off. For the end of season one, everyone remember. Here, here it comes. I can't wait to say it. Oh, it's boy. coming right so now. Remember you watch out. until season two. Stay strange. <laughs> yeah. We like the fanfics that you've written Stranger Than Fanfiction Coming at you with rock hard diction It's perfectly strange